This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be podcast, episode number 237. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful friends. I am like busting from the seams right now for this episode to drop. First of all, I'm coming off the high of my Claim Your Light retreat in Nashville. It was beyond magical, powerful, epic, life-changing, transformational, not just for the women who came, but for me as the facilitator. And, you know, retreats are something that I've been doing on and off for the last couple of years as I've built my internationally recognized personal branding agency, the Simply Be Agency, wrote my book, be a number one bestseller on how to build your personal brand. And as I have really more than anything learned how to become an executive leader, a CEO of, you know, 25 people, building a business that has multiple offices and clients across the country and really stepping up to the plate with so much learning on the job, frankly, of what it means to truly lead a business and to build an organization from literally zero to multi-seven figures has been honestly something I felt so compelled to share with as many people as possible, because I believe as each one of us rises, we all rise. If we're willing to open up and to be generous and to create community and to lift each other up along the way. And that is really, really what I am so obsessed with doing. So If you are new to the show, welcome. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. And if you're not new, welcome back. You know that each month on the podcast, we choose a theme, we pick an intention. And this month is all about being in the power of alignment. And I just cannot tell you how excited I am to have this guest on today. When it comes to alignment, as I often say, as I've been saying all month, And it's truly my belief that alignment is when you are in our joy. And when we're in our joy, we get into alignment. It's this really connected symbiotic relationship that allows us to become truly magnetic and to create flow states in our lives and allow things to come in beyond our wildest, wildest dreams. Take it from me. When we get into alignment, that's when shit starts happening. And When it comes to joy and alignment, my friendship with my guest today has been one of those aspects that has allowed me to experience the most joy and the most alignment when we're together. And it's also caused a lot of discomfort when you have a best female friend, like the one that I have at least, and I'm pretty sure many women can relate. It's a mirror it's a trigger. It can really show you where in your own personal journey, you have more to learn and where you can grow. And if you're really blessed, you have friendships that can hold it all, all the joy, all the pain, all the discomfort, all the alignment, and you grow together from it inside that container called your friendship. And I've talked about Megan Taylor often on my podcast. She's a huge part of my life. Not only is she my best friend, but we have found the magic of co-creating professional experiences together. I brought her in on my book launch back in 2021 when I launched B. She single-handedly helped me make it a number one bestseller. We co-created so much magic in that book launch and there's no way I could have done it without her. I think both of us really realized like, wow, this is a blessing that we have this ability to make beautiful things in the world for other people with our complementary geniuses, but also have this friendship dynamic. And it's really helped grow an even deeper relationship with each other. And what's really incredible is how we have been in these retreats in creating these containers for other women to experience the depths of themselves. And Megan was my producer of the Claim Your Light retreat that I just produced in Nashville. And again, was something I could not do without her genius. 
And I'm so excited to share with you all that I am hosting another retreat with Megan in Nashville in October. Details for this next experience in Nashville will be released in the next couple of weeks. And if you are interested in joining us in October and beyond, sign up for the waitlist. You can find that link in the show notes right now at jessicasweig.com backslash sacred-container-waitlist. And I really wanted to bring her on to the show this month to not only let you in on what it's like between us to co-create these amazing experiences for women and what to expect if you join our next retreat, but more than anything, to take you inside of our friendship. Megan and I actually had a breakdown in our friendship last summer and it was excruciatingly painful and we didn't know if our friendship was actually going to make it. And we talk about that today in so much vulnerability and we decided to share it as an invitation to other women of what's possible when you move through the edges of a friendship that challenges you that exposes you, that ultimately brings you into a new version of yourself, which can be very painful. And I just really could not be more excited about sharing this conversation. I hope that it opens up your heart to look at your own friendships in a new light with more compassion for yourself as much as each other, and that you really get a taste of what it's like to be with us because <laughs> we have a lot of fun together on top of all of the deep shadow work that we do. It's really all the things. So I'm just blessed to bring her on. And if you don't know who Megan Taylor is, if you haven't been listening to the show for forever and hear me talk about her all the time, I will tell you about her before we get into our conversation. So she is a top music consultant, a DJ alchemist who brings her unbelievable unicorn of an energy to brands like SoulCycle, Vogue, Nike, Facebook, Vera Wang, TEDx, and hundreds more. But she doesn't just stop and end with her DJ career. For the past decade, Megan's dedicated her life to personal transformation, traveling all around the world, activating her own deep spiritual path. She has truly mastered expertise in business, brand strategy, leadership, marketing, and sales. And she has a master's in social and emotional intelligence. Okay. She's like next level, you guys. She's consulted with global restaurant and hotel brands, fast growth startups, best-selling authors, and recently released an album actually called The Quantum Realm with her group, The Omniscience. You got to follow her on Spotify. We'll link to all the things because her playlists are honestly upgrades. They're like spiritual activations or just not, (laughs) they're more than music. Megan really brings something extra quantum to her work. And I'm blessed to call her not only my partner in my retreats and my best friend, but also my greatest teacher. So without further ado, here is my incredible conversation with my best friend, Megan Taylor. It's actually really beautiful and really authentic that you're nervous. So you've been on my show now like twice and I think twice and maybe three times. And that was really to highlight what we were doing behind the scenes of my book launch and during the pandemic when we were on Zoom. And now I have you here in my studio. And the upgrades are amazing. Like missing this is so exciting. Thank you. So I am a little nervous, but I'm just talking to my best friend. Yeah, (laughs) you are my best friend. I talk about you all the time on the show and you're such a huge part of my life and such a, actually a big part of the work that I do in the world. And I feel like the work you do in the world has really served me. And we just have really complimentary gifts professionally, which is such a beautiful value add to our friendship. And it's also pose its own challenges at times. Well, they've been like learning opportunities as we could call them that too. And expanders, right? Probably some of the most significant accelerants of my life. Right. Our friendship and our moments of breaking down to breakthrough and coming together and riding the, riding the waves. It's just been transformation. I agree. And like you have been, we really are committed to like our own growth, you know, 
and expansion. And we do that kind of in different ways. And we kind of ebb and flow and pull each other along, trigger each other, yep. learn that's my own shit. Yep. You know, and then honestly, I think th- some of the most special things is I've learned to be radically honest with you, mm-hmm. even in the kind of mess of things and trust that it will work out. And that, and, and that's always, I feel like paid off between us Yes, because we've always like, it's worked. Like when you're honest, the gold will come. You're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm like getting emotional. I know. <laughs> I like going to cry. And I wanted you on my podcast for so many reasons and we'll get into those reasons, but also most of all, and not to stand on any soapbox and say, look at us. But I do think that our friendship is really such an example of what's possible when you have a sister in your life and what a container it can be for your greatest growth and and that it's not a cakewalk and that you right. really have to dig in and do the work and what a blessing it is. I think, I don't want to generalize, but I think we we shirk away from hard things in relationships and you and I have really like leaned in on the hard things and it's been such like gift, like, like the deepening that I've had as an individual because of our friendship and then like what our friendship's been able to co-create. Yes. So many beautiful things. I'm writing a whole chapter about you in my next book. (laughs) I know. I know. I got a taste of it. It's exciting, you know? And I think too, it's like, there's a lot of information on like conscious and healthy relationships within like a marriage or a dating relationship. And now this whole like friendship and being boundary with friends and leaving friends. And it's like, how do you actually cultivate a relationship that went from sort of girls who had a lot in common that like to party together that now are women and I think also one of the biggest mirrors that you've been, and we can get into it now or later, but it's like when you're, you really like have decided to like light yourself up and up in the world in many ways. And so that, that has been such a good reflection for me. And so it's been a big, like, I think we've created our own model of what works and like, we're kind of always on the edge of the unknown. And then we've also thrown business, doing business together. Mm-hmm. In COVID, I was like really came in and when we were, what are they called? Pods or whatever. They're crazy yeah, time. Yeah, we were so a we, pod. S- we spent a lot of time together yeah. with your you husband. We were three's company. I know. And <laughs> literally. And I'm so grateful for that. So there's just been an intimacy with that. And then of course there's going to come kind of like edges and conflicts and new beginnings and deep, deep fun and deep, deep play. We travel together all over the world. Mm-hmm. So it has been an expander in many ways. Yeah. And here we are. I think we've been friends for 11 years or more. I mean, we know it's lifetimes, yeah. many lifetimes. We know we have like a soul contract. A hundred thousand percent. But, but what, 11 years. 11 yeah. years and just the growth of each of us as individuals and where our yeah. lives have taken us. And then we come together and come apart and just looking back, I'm like, wow, meeting you 11 years ago. I'm like, I never would have thought that this friendship would be one of oh. my greatest teachers. Amen. Same, same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I realized as we were prepping for this interview, Megan, that we, I talk about you, people know you through me, like you produced my book launch, like DJ Megan Taylor is this name. I have to tell you a funny story. Like I was at an event last night and this girl goes, comes up to me. She goes, are you DJ Megan? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, you're Jessica's friend. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I'm like, how do you know Jessica? From networking. She's like, yeah, you're the DJ friend on her stories. Last night. I like love it and hate it. I'm like, I mean, it's just a funny, it's a funny thing. It goes both ways, but it just happened. Because it happens to you a lot. Yeah, right. Well, and I talk about you all the time on this podcast, which is hence why I really wanted you to come on today. We're going to talk about a lot of things and how our friendship has created containers for other women to work with us and really learn from us and our magic, but you're magic and you have such a unicorn career. And I would just love for you to share. I mean, yes, DJ Megan Taylor is your brand, but there is so much nuance and beautiful complexity that you have created that is truly one of a kind and is pretty boss bitch entrepreneurial, like in a major way. And I really want to unpack that a little bit today for my audience. So tell us more about what you, what you really do. You know, I guess like music is like the the thing that everyone knows me by, right? Really DJing. Right. And it has been how I look at it as like the platform to really grow myself and grow my career. And I've learned so many lessons in the space of DJing. Like really I DJ private events. I do a lot of social parties. I work with a lot of corporate and brands and really like the genius with that. What's so amazing for me is like 
I just love music and believe in music. And I say I accidentally became a DJ, but I guess it wasn't an accident. It was all divine, Mm -hmm. but never did I think I would like be 40 and DJing parties. But the gift in it is that I think I really understand music. I understand the power of music. I understand the frequency of music and there's a lot of arenas to play in it. And so I always say I kind of moonlight as this DJ and I think it's been amazing because it gets me in front of a lot of people. Yes. Ultimately, you know, in those spaces, I really want to bring a higher vibration. I want to bring a light. I want to bring love. I want to bring expansion. And I think some people get it and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And that's really like the essence of the frequency that like when I'm, when I'm doing my thing, that's like, what is my intention behind it? Can I reflect something back to you though? Yes. Yes. Like you are the higher vibration, not just the music. Megan is the light and you bring you into each relationship, each space, each playlist, like each event. And I think what I've loved witnessing you really realize your own power. Right. And yes, the music is a, is an alchemical like channel and gift you have and know how to curate the like emotional experience, the psychological experience of an, of an event. Yes. But you have so much, you, you understand 360 in a way, like personalities, trends, like the vision that someone has, you're able to really bring so much more to it than just the music. Music is the portal, but it's your consulting, it's your coaching, it's your just honestly pure presence on a project elevates the vibration. And I'm, I'm not just saying that cause I love you. Like everyone in your life that has worked with yeah. you and knows you personally would say the same exact thing, which is why I want to like, I bring you in on so many of my professional projects. Yeah. Yeah. You raise the vibe, but I just wanted to say that. No. And I appreciate that. And I think it's, you know, when something, and I know you've talked this, about this on your podcast, when something's so intuitive and easy, it's just who I am. You don't value it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, no, this is just what I do. I just know who to make happy and how to bring people together in a room. And music is just like, it could be, you know, a pizza. It doesn't matter what the actual subject is. It's really the way that we work and alchemize that. Yes. And so it is, but it's just sort of innate in me. It is. And interesting, like in COVID, like I really didn't, I think my gifts kind of came online even more. Like I play with, I play with sort of like the goodwill in the room. I play with like the positive, the positivity of people. And it can, I can also be in very unconscious spaces mm. with people like celebrating comes a lot of alcohol, comes a lot of partying. And I have had to really, cause I don't really drink. I'm really believe in like being conscious, like whatever. So I had to sort of find my own way and battle. Cause I thought I needed to tap out of that spaces. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to tap in and show people another way. So I've really, I've, I've had this whole story with that whole thing. And it's, it's just like such a gift to be able to do it. And the other big thing is this kind of expands out of just the actual party. This is when I work with hotels or restaurants or other really more corporate clients with their music. It's like people from a branding perspective, like they really understand their brand, but they don't understand how their brand translates to music. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's such a big, cool space to fill with the, that translation. And I'm here. And that's what I like really get lit up with. Like, how do you take like, this brand, Nike, and I'm going to go play for Nike or I'm going to do a playlist for Nike and what is their sound? And it is space that I really hope to like build more in and do more with. And then I think that's why it translates so much to the stuff we've done together. When I launched your book and when I've, we've done these retreats together and I've helped other businesses, you know, it's a similar formula of understanding people who they are, where they want to go and how, what their expansion is, you know, and how I can fill into that. One thing I also want to highlight in what I admire so much about you. And I think why we have always gotten along from day one is you do your own work. You're very dedicated to your own personal growth and you have been on the spiritual path forever. And you got your, you have a master's degree in social and emotional intelligence, which is something that I think is a huge part of your expertise and what you bring into every space. You're not just about music, but you're about humanity and you really have this like lens of, I just, I think it's like empathy and consciousness for the full spectrum of a person because of the work that you do, the formal education that you've gotten and the fact that you're in space, you're in front of like thousands of humans a year, more than the average person. I know (laughs) you have so much exposure to the human experience. Yeah. So interesting. And thank you for bringing that up. Cause it's like, Oh, side note, I got a master's, you know, four years ago in transformational leadership. And that was, 
like in my twenties, I was doing personal growth and development, you know, and not a lot of other people were at that time. That's how we found each other and resonated. We were doing our own separate thing to grow and learn. But ultimately, like I found my way there because I was like a people pleaser. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know who I was. I was kind of kind of grew up with all of that. Right. And it's such a gift. It was such a gift to choose that. And and then kind of became why would I stop? And so it really that's kind of when I when I started like I started doing coaching and I started leading transformation labs. And then I eventually was like, I'm going to get this degree. And the degree was like one of the hardest things I ever have ever had to do. Are you going through that? And it didn't make sense. I wasn't like, oh, if I go do this, then I'm going to have this. But it really rounded me out as a a person. It rounded me out as a professional. When you have self-awareness, then you can have awareness of what's happening in a room or happening with a client. And so it has been, it has been, it's like paid off, you know, immensely in everything I do and the way that I carry myself and do business. Yeah. And you just, you just said transformational leadership, which I just really also want to highlight, like, I think why you and I get along in a lot of ways, because we're both leaders. Yeah. We both know how to take initiative and lead and your vibration, the fact that you're such a high vibe person, the fact that you have the ability to get shit done and like coach people and create more empathetic human emotional space and the fact that you and I share a brain and that, <laughs> no. like, you believe in me and I believe in you has led to, I think what, and we've worked for it. My friends, this has not been like a cakewalk, me no, and Megan no, no. getting into business together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like doing things in ways that include money. And like, you know, at times I've had like, I'm the authority in the relationship all of a sudden, you know, and we've had to Absolutely. really navigate through that. And like, but at the end of the day, I'm so proud of like every project, whether it's like clients, yes. retreats, my book things that we've touched together and co-created, they're some of the most, not only successful things I've ever done, truly, but the most fulfilling. You know, I feel the same. And like, what's interesting is I come into a lot of your, your things, right? And so for me, that's always, that that was maybe one challenge. It's like, I'm like, yeah, let's launch this book. And then I'm like, wait, this is all about Jessica. Like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, like, and then you're like, yeah, it's all about me. It's what you signed up for. And it's not like that, but there's like ebbs of that. Totally. Like, there's been some so, significant ebbs of that. So it's like, how do I, one, cause I've had to really own my own worthiness. And that's maybe been like something that I've always felt, felt a little short of, of like really understanding my power, what I bring. I know a lot of people can really relate to that. But then when you're in the incubator of a friend who really does own and shine and you have your own stuff that you've definitely worked yeah. on. So yeah. you're not perfect, but I will say that you, you shine a bright light, you know? And so it's been very good for me to realize like how to be my own person in it. Like how, like not because you're shining, this is like the biggest thing, one of the biggest lessons for me. And I think women, when you shine, like I'm also allowed to shine. We can shine in different ways. And like, it is a weird, it is weird to hold that. I wasn't taught that. I don't see that a lot. Yes. We're taught to be competitive. It's either you win or I win. Like there's so many like subliminal messages and beliefs that would get stirred up in that. And so it is, I have worked really hard to understand what is my own trigger in all of that. Cause it really came from in within me. Yeah. And then how do I hold space? How do I like celebrate myself in all of that? And when you can do that, when I can, when I can say that when we launched your B book, like I said, it was my, my book too. And that's not just because I needed to care that much for it to be successful. Like I was able to like work through my own bullshit around like Jessica wrote a book. I haven't written a book. That's amazing. But it's okay if I haven't written a book, but I can still own the book at the level of wanting the success. And then when you're in that space, that's when the magic happens. When you can really kind of move past the, my own projections and triggers, there's a magical space that we can tap into when women shine so brightly together that I love being in. And I have so much to say about this right now. (laughs) Like, thank you for sharing that. That was, I think, really important for people to hear. And like, all, like I don't know where I want to go with this because like we can get real deep, real fast right now. But like you have, I've triggered you, right? And you've triggered me. And I can name plenty of containers that we've been in that might not be like professional container, but like a social container where like, you're the one shining and you're the one making everyone laugh. And you're the one that everyone <laughs> wants to hang out with. And like, no one's paying attention to me. And like, that, you know, it ebbs and it flows in its own right. And you and I have done a lot, a lot of work and really healing kind of this codependency that we have, I think on each other. And 
there was a period of time, and I think we're really on the other side of it. I'm so proud of the work that we've done where we realized, like, I, I realized, like, where does Megan start and where does Jessica begin and vice versa? And, mm-hmm. like, so much of you being in my pr- professional projects gave me, like, it helped me stand up straighter because you were there. And, like, you gave me more confidence and you believed in me and you helped me, like, feel safer in my light. And I, I feel like you and I have really, we stand strong next to each other now in a way that we haven't before. And I think that the magic that we're creating with the retreats that we're going to be hosting yes. this year, because you and I are, regardless of all of our own stuff, like believe we're very powerful when we're together and we've called in a lot of women. We hosted a first retreat in Costa Rica together. The women that came to that were magnetized, not just by me, but I think at the end of that experience, realized how much of a gift it was to have both of us guide. And you created so much value and relationships from that retreat beyond them coming for my book. And I just, I'm just so excited for the future of what we're creating because you and I have grown and I believe you attract what you are. And I just think that it's such an exciting time for both of us in our own evolutions. And the fact that we're co-creating from that place absolutely is like really fucking exciting. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a new, it's a new place. Right. And after that retreat in Costa Rica, that's when I got like, oh, wow. Like our friendship is special. Like we've worked on it. And that's, I didn't, I didn't know it was different. I mean, I guess I knew kind of from other friendships, but like it was an incubator for our growth. And I really value, really, really value that and the magic. And like, what's really fun, like we were just in DC together and we're just laying in the hotel room and like, you have an idea. And then like, I'm like, no, do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, amazing. And like, we work fast, we work great. And like, it's easy. Like there's, there is a like creating vision that we both bring to the table that create, that I really think is very magical and very nourishing for me. Yeah. And I, that's very unique um, with, with, with working with others. And what is also, I think really unique about our friendship and I've seen it really come to life in these retreats where I'm the host, I produce it. People come to learn from me and my business content and you're helping me produce it. And you have just such an incredible ability to like execute and organize and like streamline and like make moves behind the scenes in ways that like I could never, but you're such a visionary yeah. and you bring such creative magic and like your spiritual touches and the fact that you do have your master's degree and you know how to really activate women into their power in your own style I love that combination of you and I co-facilitating these retreats. It's sort of like people like tell people what they think they want, but then like give them what they really need. And they come to these retreats, like not, I think they will now after this podcast, hopefully more just what value having you be my co-facilitator really brings to the table. Cause it's not just about our friendship and like what we are able to co-create, but you uniquely deliver and how you hold space and how you're able to connect and drop in like, with the women that come in ways that, that I, I can't completely do. And I just think our, I think we just have such a mutual passion of inspiring and empower women and it comes to life in these containers. Well, and I think cause we've done our, done our own work and like we've, we've learned a lot about ourselves. So it's so, it's so good to teach and share and we have a lot to learn. And I always right. learn a lot from everyone in the room too. But I think like, you're such a good teacher. Like you have such a good set. You can take content and you can make it digestible in a way that is so brilliant in my mind. And like, but you ultimately need to feel really safe on like that platform. Like there's to lift you up high. There has to be like a safety and a groundedness in the room. And like, I think that besides all like logistics and making sure that things are good, like there's just a real, what I try to do is really hold space. Walk, watch the room, watch the collective, like how people are digesting. And then we can sort of switch or we can kind of like move the agenda. And that's like, you can't with, if you, if you were doing that on your own, it would be like really much harder to do. Right. Yes. And so there's just a space that can be created high and low. That's like rooted and also like expansive yeah. in that. And I think that's sort of, I never put words to it. Yeah. But something that I strive to really do so we can create something that's palpable in that room for people's greatest learning and expansion. Yeah. And I just had like a really meta thought. I'm ready for it. <laughs> it's like you're, you and I have such a flow. Like we can really dance in the frequency. No, like Jess will be like, look at me. I have something to tell you. And then I'll be like, I know what it is. <laughs> and it's right. It's usually right. It's crazy. She's like, How did you know that? I was like, 
We share a brain. We share a brain. <laughs> for better or for worse. And this is truly, truly for better or for worse. It depends on the season. No, yeah. but most mostly in the best high vibe by 5D epic way. When well, we- you know, you'll text me you'll be like, I know what you were thinking when I, when I, like, it'll be, I'll text and be like, maybe. And she'll be like, and she'll like, like, then we'll, I will like talk about it later. And she'll be like, I know what you were thinking. You were processing this. This is how you were feeling. I felt the energy of the maybe. And she's not wrong. As much as I wanted to be wrong, I'm like, I was trying to hide behind that maybe. No, it doesn't work it's that way. It's so accurate. And like, <laughs> we, uh, this is a whole other episode, but we, you know, we believe in like, lots of different spiritual aspects, i.e. like aliens and the quantum and 5D and just living in a reality that we get to really truly co-create with the universe. Like you and I are very clear on that. And what's really beautiful when you have a synergistic friendship and a deep relationship like you and I have, you can read each other's minds and you go off of energy versus like words and actions as much as, you know, anything. And we are able to really, I think this was my meta thought, do this as partners on a retreat and like basically just dance in possibility. That's yep. And we give other women, whether it's conscious or not, like that permission and that access point to that vibration of what it feels like to live and create from possibility and quantum presence and not like a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's where the magic really does live. And that's where you expand and you tap into, I think your higher self when you're able to, access this like quantum reality which you and I dance in and I think we bring it to life in like max on a retreat because we're in this container yes and I don't know why what was coming up for me when you're saying that is like our travels and like our travels so we do these trips almost every year we got a little sidetracked with COVID times but we're going back on it this year Mm -hmm. and what these trips have have meant so much to both of us for lots of reasons I'm one I found a friend that will like we, we go to places people don't normally want to go to, or they're as unsafe for two women to go to, but like we go, we, we go to nourish, involved, yes. we get involved and we push the edges, right? Like we do things that are a little bit like outside of our comfort zones and we tap into like a healer or we just do adventurous things. And they're so soulfully nourishing to us, mm-hmm. which is our intention around it. Mm-hmm. And the, that gave, I think has created a lot of safety for us a lot of fun for us because like honestly like the play and fun is really important yeah you know we're kind of like dropping in our hearts here but it's a lot of silliness uh-huh. all of the time and I think that's like no accident like those trips aren't just like let's go peace out and take a vacay like they're intentional they're for how we're both expanding and creating in a way because you gotta I think my you really need to get out of your patterns and you need to get out of your every day. And it doesn't have to be just a vacation, but I grow the most in sort of the unknown and a little of my edges of discomfort. Yeah. And that's, thank you for sharing that. And it's one of my favorite parts of our friendship and what a blessing that we were like, you like, you want to go to Thailand? And then it was like, just snowballed from there. And now we've been to like 15 countries in the last eight years, but something like that. But I have a chapter in my book called find your edges. And it's something that you know, I, I wrote that very intentionally in a personal branding book and how you become authentic and how you build a platform that is true and shine your light. You can't stay safe and stay in the same lane year after year after year if you're going to be inspirational to other people. Like that's what a authentic platform can ultimately do is magnetize people through inspiration. And if you're not inspired, what are you going to really have to say to your community at the end of the day? It, you have to push yourself outside of your comfort zones and, and be okay. Feeling a little unsafe in certain situations. And I think that for many women, and we've taught now a few retreats, it's, it feels a little unsafe. It's new. It's uncomfortable. It's outside their day to day. They're in a container with other strangers. Like they're being asked to open up and get vulnerable and like share not only their, their business struggles, but like their personal struggles. And we're creating experiences. Like some of them have never done a sound bath or microdosed or, you know, did a paired share, all the things that we create. And um, I just think that that's probably one of my favorite parts is watching women in a span of like four or five days, like come in one way. And because they've chosen to simply get uncomfortable, they leave another way. And also like when you, I think when they, when you sign up, you are like choosing yourself, like they already saying yes. And I, cause I was just reading, we're doing a, your retreat coming up and I was reading what people, their pain points, what they want to get most out of it. And like, dude, I was relating to every single one and like the hunger. And like, I also just so 
relate to that vulnerability because it's really, you're facing like, I'm not, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Am I, am I okay enough to want this? And I just want to, you know, you just cheer everyone on. Cause I have been there. We're, we all have, we're, I'm in there right now to it. Yes. Same, same. And I really think it's like, when you just, when you sign up for something like that, you're already on the path. Like I think like you being vulnerable and putting yourself out there will be followed with a huge reward. Like, I think that I really believe in that too. Yeah. I just had another meta thought. It's like, well, maybe it's just more of a metaphor, but like when we travel, it's like when I book that plane ticket, you know, yes. it's like it becomes official and I get this like butterfly feeling in my stomach. And I, cause I know that each and every one of those trips we're going to take, I'm going to go in one way and leave another. Like I'm going to go as one version of myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to come home a different version of myself. And the fact that I've done these trips with you, that we've created our own containers of sisterhood. And it's just been the two of us versus like 15 or seven yep. or eight, 18 women in these containers, but just a gift to do it alongside another friend our sister, that how much of an accelerator that is in the edges and what, and it's not just all always good. It's like, you know, you're going to trigger me over lunch because I'm hangry and like, you don't care. And I do like, Oh, we have many, many stories of many tears, (laughs) really fun memories. You know, I'm Morocco. I was crying. It's, I don't know why that came in my mind. I remember I was like crying. I was like naked in the shower. It was like, (laughs) it's not what I thought it was going to be like, but that's the, the the thing, like when you're witnessed by somebody witnessed. and that's what I was I thinking, like there's something about doing your own expansion, like in with yourself and in the loan and stillness. I think the witnessing either in a friendship or in like the retreat space is something that alchemizes it, right? Alchemizes, alchemizes the growth It alchemizes who you're becoming yes. and it's more vulnerable, but like it's sort of necessary. Yes around it. And that's why I think with this trip, I could go do it myself, but then I'll go a little bit farther with you and then I'll process it. And then I'll also be like, you're being such a bitch. And you're like, no, you're the bitch. Like we'll have our own stuff, which mm-hmm. is ultimately showing us what's going on deep inside. deep inside. Like it's all part of the, the process, yeah. you know, yeah, of continuing to grow and being fully human and embodied, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause you and I get a lot of light shined at us. Like you're so beloved you are. And I am too in my own right. And I really just have to say like, it's, it's a testament to the, into the work that we've done on ourselves, not just in the container of our friendship, but I think we've really invested in ourselves, like, and invested in our, in our outside of our comfort zones. Like to go to Morocco is you got to pay money to go on a retreat. You got to pay money, hire a great coach. You've got to spend money. And though that to me has always been like the biggest activators of my next level when I double down on myself and realize that I have, I'm worth it. And that I have value and me investing increases the equity of my value in the world. And that is truly hack, if you will, on how I feel like become more confident, more empowered, more successful, more happy, you know? No, I totally agree. I even like when I was in my twenties doing this personal growth and development, like, like all my friends were like going out and like, I like lived in a studio for so long because I couldn't afford to like, because I wasn't making that much money. And like, so I prioritize. It's not like I like, you know, like I'm in a great position now and I've like learned how to make money and like, I'm still working on this, but to afford these things, right? Like it's a luxury, like, you know, but I really also prioritized it and sacrificed other things and put it at the forefront. And I do, to your point, like really believe it's going to pays off. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, are we going to talk about Silent Gate? Let's talk about Silent Gate. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I mean, we might as well. Like, Jess and I, we didn't talk this past year. Like, it was like last summer over for summer. like over a month. Yeah. We got both like really triggered at us in a situation. And usually what would happen was like, we would repair, right? Like we would right away. come back and it would be a fight, or a little bit of blaming or like, whatever. And then we would get it, but we didn't this time, which actually, and I'm surprised it went this way was like a really big gift and really hard. And so we kind of just decided to like pause on talking to each other and on, and really to have our own, like work on our own stuff. I mean, it wasn't this clear in it, but that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was sort of a few weeks of unpacking this whole trick our triggers in this, that situation yeah. and like ultimately though like our relationship the bigger picture and the sort of buildup of unspoken things that 
Yes. I think I think I once said at one point, like it sounds dramatic, but like death by a thousand paper cuts. There were just like lots of little things that we were even unconscious of, frankly. Yes. Right. And we needed that space. And even though it was for me like super dysregulating, like for like the first like two weeks, like I was so out of whack. My nervous I was like, you know, I feel like my audience is mainly women and can totally fucking relate to like girlfriend fights or girlfriend breakups hurt more than like romantic partnerships in, in their own right. And so when you're dis, when you're disconnected and not on good terms with like your best girlfriend, it is, was at least for, I know for me, like super disruptive to my life. I know. And it, it's sort of like, it was really like important for me to like, and we'll tell you what, like what happened, but it was like, to not reach out. Cause if I wasn't reaching out, it wouldn't have been for your highest good. It was just me trying to Medicaid, dissipate like, that, like, that nervousness right, energy. Right. And like, I'm going to be okay. Like, and I really work, I think we both, we like had to work through that. And like, I, you know, pretty much text or call Jessica like a lot. So it was a big, a big change. And then, you know, I was, she's not looking at my stories. Like, you know, like crazy. I was getting crazy. Hopefully people can relate, but like, it was very uncomfortable very. and I had no idea we, when we weren't talking, it was going to be for that length of time. So we have a joke. Now we call it silent, silent gate. <laughs> Megan came up with that because she's and, clever. And because we had to add some humor and ultimately we ended up coming together and having like a talk that was like a long talk and really sharing we, cause we ended up getting past this actually isn't about you, Jessica, Jessica wasn't, this wasn't just about me. This was relationship that that was had some unhealed things going on that was reflected in our relationship that was rooted in like our childhood yeah both of us too and so we decided I was like why don't we go talk to someone so this is a was another really key thing I think it's vulnerable I feel vulnerable saying it but we saw a therapist together yeah we did we saw your therapist and so I think it feels a little unusual for Two 40-year-old women to go see <laughs> best friends, go see a therapist, sit on the sofa together. And so we walk in and printed out our worksheets on codependency. <laughs> and I was like, codependency? Like I knew about a lot about it, but I didn't really, I'm like, how have I not like worked on my own like codependent relationship? You see it like everywhere in your life, like how you are codependent, not just, at least yes, for me, I'm, I'm a codependent person in general. Yes. And I was like, Whoa. And it was so funny. And we were, and we sat down and we really, we didn't, I give this therapist so much credit because she's like, no, 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 we're not going to talk about the situation or whatever you guys, it's not to retire. It's like, let's just talk about the dynamics of your relationship. And ultimately, like for me, I, you know, really kind of lost myself in feeling the need to like take care of you. I would not look inside of myself. And I also would project a lot of things onto you, like, oh, Jess is going to be upset about this. And I'd almost like future trip out about our relationship. Instead of being in my own rooted desires, Jess is going to be okay. Like I don't need to take care of her. I would overextend myself and created an unhealthy relationship and then sort of resent you for it. And like, ultimately, like that's not about Jess. That's just about really how I was moving through the world in a way that I hadn't really realized the root of that. Right. And then my trauma from my childhood was like, I had a lot of abandonment issues and I had like, you know, a lack of safety from like a maternal energy in my life. And you really like take care of me and like fit that puzzle piece in a way that was unconscious for me. And so, and I I write about this in my book, like I have a new book coming out and I have a whole chapter on female friendships. And this one moment sitting on the sofa with Megan is how the chapter begins. And just what a, um, what a beautiful mirror and opportunity female friendships can be like it is truly that the chapter is called the greatest medicine of all which is female friendships and just like we have many soul contracts we kind of choose each other to sort of fit that like two puzzle pieces that have the perfect sort of trauma yeah right heal and you kind of come together based on dharma or karma i should say and the not everybody gets to the opportunity to really look at that. And we have done our own work and we are so committed to our friendship and obviously really care about each other that we were willing to like not, obviously would never die our friendship, but to use it as a moment to go even deeper and look at ourselves. And I will say that those two hours on her sofa was best therapy session. It was like quantum leap. No, it was, it was a game changer for sure. And like, I got to really learn about like, I have hypervigilance on so many things that are outside of myself 
And I saw, like, I knew it, but I didn't know the extent that I was moving through the world, really trying to like take care of everything else. And so both of us, like we were saying, I think we became much more rooted in ourselves and our own needs. And it changed our relationship. Like in ways, I think we were willing to have the death of what we, and it was hard to like, let go of like, dynamic and like sort of the immature codependency because there was like our needs were met and it sort of worked and like being willing because it was going to change we're gonna have to be more honest and like yeah more forthright about like what we both need stand more individually in our own power without leaning on each other the way that we we had yes even though we're still super close we're just as close but for me there's been such a a release and a surrender of like needing you and needing you to like be there for me whenever I'm like, I expect you to read my mind. And like all of that has dissipated. And I I think the, one of the most quantum moments of that session was me looking across the sofa from you as you were sharing about your, you, your life, your trauma, your trauma. And I was like, wow, I was able to detach completely from you as my friend and see you in your full humanness. Mm -hmm. And that one moment kind of changed everything. And I just, I just think it's so, it's such an example of what's possible when you're really willing to face yourself in a container in a relationship with someone else. Yeah. Like I have so much, like, like I try to talk about it, but I really shouldn't because I feel like it takes so much courage to walk into a therapist's office again with your 40 year old best friend and sit there and like do the work, you know, and then continue to do it. And everything changed since that point on. And I had so much clarity and it gave me like a huge, beautiful piece of way to expand on and and gave us new language that's true absolutely like absolutely shitty first drafts like oh my god able to that really was good. continue like using a framework using a framework to like awkwardly yeah. I, it was awkward completely i'd be like this is what i think you're thinking right you know and i'm right. like you know i felt vulnerable in that too but ultimately i think we both decided like we just need to woman up and to be women you know i feel like as opposed to girls moving through the world, it's really to take radical responsibility for everything. And there's always layers of that and levels of that. And I think we both chose it, you know, in that we've been working, we're still continuing to work on it. It's, it's a work in progress for yeah. sure. I'm so glad you brought it up and we got, we talked, we talked about it. We could talk for hours about it. You can read my book about it and we'll go deeper, but it doesn't come out for a while. But anyway, save this episode, refer back. Like now I get what they were really talking about because <laughs> I do go deep, but I think that one of the reasons I obviously wanted you on my show was to talk about you and for my audience to really learn about you, Thank you. to learn about how they can engage with us and really take part of our retreats that we're co-creating this year. But also I just, again, not to, this is, we are imperfect. We're not like, we haven't figured it all out, but I think what, when you really step forward into a, a friendship, a female friendship like ours with, with so much self-responsibility as we have done. And it's been its own bumpy ride. Like Silent Gate was pretty painful. What's really possible on the other side of your expansion and your own and authentic expression of who you are, like friendships can really create that for you. And it's not meant to be easy. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I hope that a lot of women listening today, like took a lot of that away from our conversation today. Yeah. I know how there's such a hunger for sisterhood, you know, and then there's such a hunger for like feeling safe in relationships and like, you know, gossip is gross. Like I have been, I was bullied. I like experienced a lot of really mean girl stuff before. And I like try not to be the mean girl, but I know I'm not perfect. You know, like I can. And so like, it's, I just, and I hope for more models of, of this. And I'm so happy to share if it's an expander or it's a, situation for other women. So I think there's a real hunger and there's a power and a magic in it, you know? And I think like for whatever, like the patriarchy is like, this is a way like when women move past gossiping and wine drinking and like, I have been there, I have lived there. Yes. And then they're like in this new place. And then like, well, how do we navigate these relationships? I think it's so important and it will really rise women will rise from it. And then it's holding that space of like, you can rise and I can rise. Like we can all be lit up together, which is a whole new frequency. And there's a lot of forces that don't want every woman to be on her top game. And it's so important now. And I have to watch my own, my own stuff of like, let's all be like, how can I hold myself fully and beautifully? And I'm in my 
I'm a hundred and she's a hundred. So that's kind of, I feel like the message that I'm really getting from this. Yes. And I feel like those are the women that we have been calling in to our retreats. Yes. I just want to end with that. Like if this is something that feels resonant with you and you want to be in me and Megan's energy and learn from other women that are also at this frequency or at least stepping into a frequency that is changing. I think the the shape of our planet right now, like I really think it's that big. I really think it's that important. I really think it's that needed for our planetary shift into its true natural state, which is the feminine. And we have to really find each other to to rise together because it's not meant to be alone. That is the feminine. It's all about harmony and community. Right. And right. And oneness and abundance mm-hmm. around it. Like we can all be, there's abundance for everyone. Yeah. And that's just the place we're in right now. And I think we are calling in more and more women. Who come are, play. Yeah. Come play with <laughs> us. We play. That's also a yeah. huge operative word. We have a lot of fun. Yes. It's a huge core value for us on top of all of this great stuff. So Megs, thank you so much. Oh my coming. gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm I've, it was, I found a lot of joy in this, even though I was so nervous. But. It's okay. You did great. And it was from a vulnerable, vulnerable place from the beginning. Yeah. And like, I love where we took this and how deeply we were able to drop in. So I have one last question for you. Like I have, you look just so nervous. You're like, why? Wow. Her eyes no. just like widened. What she didn't tell me. Oh, you know the question. Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. It's oh, the yeah. same question I ask every guest at the end of the day. And it doesn't have to be in reflection of this business. Simply okay. be like, those two words have... I think a lot of layers and have resonated with lots of different people for their own reasons. So what do those two words simply be mean to you when you hear them? I would say that there's a power in, in being, there's a wisdom in being, there is a stillness in being, and I have worked so hard around being, but the simply being to me is really this granted permission that in my essence, I'm good. I'm not producing I'm not creating I'm not doing anything I'm not getting any downloads I'm not getting any wisdom like I there is just a way we can move through life for simply being that is so rich it is so valuable and it is just because we were born it's our birthright we're like existing here snaps I say that at the end of my book thank you for sharing that and I love that coming from you yeah that's the end of my book but we share a brain I know I was just thinking I'm sharing your brain I know (laughs) no but I know the journey you've been on and just really you you saying that out loud like almost as your own mantra to call forward into your way of moving through the world. Oh, I said that for me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Thank you for having me on the podcast in the new room and the new glow up. I'm obsessed. Isn't it? So is this your first time here? Yeah. (gasps) Well, welcome and and thank you again for being here. This was like such a fucking treat. I know. I was so selfishly excited about this. Yeah, I was too. That my audience will love it too. Yeah. Thank you.